Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, The Love and Dating Gurus with Dr. Dan, an industry expert. I'm very excited about this show as it will bring new insight to our many listeners about the dating challenges in the 21st century and the do's and don'ts when seeking your soulmate. Everything you need or want to learn about the how-tos of dating and relationship will be discussed here. How to avoid being put into friend zone after the first date, being catfished, conned, or getting scammed, and so much more will be covered in this podcast. Toxic relationships can cause strife, breakup, or divorces. Infidelity, trust issues, trouble finances can contribute to these challenges. Guests appearing on our show are experts in the industry sharing their insight about what you can encounter in any stage of dating, getting into relationship, and whatever else comes next. My name is Dr. Dan, I'm your host for today's episode. I'm a bilingual cognitive behavior psychotherapist specializing in relationship, marriage counseling using the EFT method, and post-divorce strategies when transitioning back into a single life. I provide individual one-on-one sessions in both French or English, and also do group settings. If you need any assistance, reach out to DMV Therapy and Coaching Services at 301-325-1550, and our official website is metalifecoach.online. Today, I'm very excited to have, to have for our 15th episode of season one, a very special guest and physician specializing in men's sexual health, Dr. Anne Truong. And just like all of my previous podcasts, I will leave it up to the guests to properly introduce themselves as no one can do a better job. And the floor is yours. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dr. Dan. I'm uh, so glad to be here today and uh, talking about my favorite subject uh, about, you know, sexual uh, health, really. Uh, So I'm Dr. Ann Trong. I've been a doctor for over 25 years, and I've treated over 7,000 men on uh, sexual uh, dysfunction, getting them transformed to get results so that way they can live the best life uh, with you know the best sex life with their and uh, as much as possible, and uh, that is our mission. To because we feel that um, sexual health parallel with general health, so it's not just about sex, like you say in your uh, podcast. It's really more than about sex. It's really about longevity. It's about uh, healthy living. It's mm-hmm. about connection. It's about relationship. The 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 most meaningful things that human being uh, needs, and um, the point I I want to bring what what we're saying is that it can be achievable. You can live up to in your ninety to the day you die, and still have uh, sexual activity. It doesn't have to decline as you get older. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Anton, for uh, being here today. And there's so much to talk about sexual health. You see, the thing is, is that a lot of people um, correlate mental health with physical, with sexual. And the thing is, if you're not all up there healthy, there's not going to be much functioning down there. So, and But here's the thing. Don't you see that the science or the pharmaceutical have grown so far when it comes to helping men with their sexual problem, but not for women. So, because we don't have Viagra for women, we don't have any of those, uh, you know, enhancement or anything like that. It's only for men primarily. I'm not sure if they're actually advancement in the women's side, but when a man is not taking care of their bodies, like taking care of exercising, eating properly, it will have a direct effect on their sexual health. So what, would you recommend based on the 7,000 men that you help? Um, what is the best recommendation that you give that you could give to them to be able to get healthier? Well, uh, that's a great question. And uh, first of all, I want your listener to know 
that you can be in control of your sexual health. It's like your general health. If you are not a victim of, I'm getting older and uh, uh, my libido declined. That, that is not true at all. We know that men in their 90s can continue to have sex and that's not uh, 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 uncommon. It's just that when you get older, you're more susceptible to high blood pressure or diabetes to high cholesterol. Unfortunately, those three factors contribute to uh, ED. So to backtrack, you know, like what can a man in his early 40s now do to maintain uh, good sexual health until the day he died? Because you start noticing changes in about late 30s, early 40s. And the number one thing is, you know, uh, look at what you're doing. Look at what you're doing. Stop. First of all, don't go on Google and try to order an ED medication like you alluded to, like Viagra or Cialis, because that is going to bring you down to the black hole. It's actually make your ED worse. And we can talk about that, why ED medication make your ED worse. Um, but the number one thing, if you're starting to notice that you're not uh, performing as well as you used to before, take a look. Are you sleeping? Number one thing, are you having adequate sleep, seven hours uh, a night of sleeping? Uh, if you're smoking, stop smoking because smoking really is a choker uh, for mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, for uh, sexual health because it decreases blood flow. That's what it does. Nicotine decreases blood flow. And in order for you to perform, well, you need uh, increased blood flow. And the, uh, another uh, basic thing is... Um, assessing how much alcohol are you drinking. And I say, and when I talk alcohol, I talk about uh, a hard liquor or beer. And you should be, you should be around 14 drinks uh, in a week. So about you're allowed two, two drinks a day. But if you go kind of more than that, it's become kind of uh, more moderate. Yes. And so alcohol uh, is really the number one contributor of ED because, um, yeah, uh, men don't realize that, that you know, someone on the weekend, we tend to tend to drink too much. So the budget should be around 14 drinks a week. So smoking, sleep, uh, alcohol. And the next thing is, all right, the next thing is, you know, what type of diet are you on? Uh, because if you're taking a lot of sugar yes. or simple carbohydrates like, uh, like uh, bread, pasta, rice, uh, pastries, you know, donuts and uh um, donuts and bakery and so forth. Those are simple carbohydrates. And what it does is that simple carbohydrates actually make the body inflamed. Mm -hmm. So when you have an inflammatory condition, it makes your blood vessels uh, inflamed and, and therefore decrease blood flow to your, uh, you know, to your uh, function, you know, functional parts. So the uh, so that's number one. And also, you know, with the male uh, genitalia, when is erect is 40 times it has 40 times more blood flow than a non-erect uh, uh genitalia so what i'm trying to say is that the male uh, genital is very sensitive to blood flow changes and and how and how do you get food you get food to your blood whatever you eat the nutrient go to your blood and bring it to your target organ and and so if you eat bad stuff, you're going to have bad stuff in the blood and your organs going to absorb it. So number one thing is look at the diet and, you know, uh, stop, you know, just moderate. No, you're not stop, moderate, you know, the simple carbohydrate and also moderate the red meat. So red meat tends to uh, increase cholesterol. Uh, cholesterol. Yes. And cholesterol 
tend to uh, clog up arteries, would tend to decrease blood flow. And as well, like yeah. triglyceride as well, that's too much fat in the blood. Right, right. Uh, too much fat in the blood causes um, atherosclerotic condition would then decrease the blood flow. Um, so, you know, a lot of the men that I treat, you know, usually their diet is uh, a hamburger, fries, a Coke. Yes. And they eat that, you know, uh, every day. And then at nighttime, they'll have a steak with mashed potatoes and, uh, yes. and another Coke. Mm-hmm. Which you know, which is you know, uh, red meat, carb, and sugar. Yes. And and then so you know, medium. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that it's not it's not it's not uncommon. My my husband actually he loved to eat steak. He lo- he can eat it every day if he wants to. It's good, but it's not something that you uh, can eat every Everything day. So right, right. So so the the diet I recommend is the Mediterranean diet. Yes. which uh, uh, which is more fruits and vegetables and more lean meat, uh, like fish and chicken. And, you know, you can have red meat, but, you know, have it once a week instead of every day, you know, uh, everything in moderation. And plus, the Mediterranean diet allow you to have multi, multi-grain bread. So to, to, to summarize, you know, look, look at the lifestyle, sleep, smoking, alcohol, diet, uh, uh, and, and then exercise, are you exercising? Uh, you know, you should be exercising about at least, you know, three hours in a week or three, uh, three, uh, an hour, an hour, three times, um, a week. Uh, and what type of exercise, you know, I tell patients, don't you go out there, get your heart rate up to, you know, get your heart rate up to about 150% of resting baseline. Um, or, you know, do exercises like high interval intensive training, like HIIT exercises for about 30 minutes. That's all you need. But why, why is exercise important? Exercise uh, improve blood flow. Exercise, get your heart beating, get your, your, your blood vessel open up, stretches, and get, getting blood flow throughout all your organs. And it also helps decrease stress. So that's another thing that's that decreasing stress. You know, what's your stress level? It's hard. It's hard to uh, for men to realize. Okay, are they having more stress or less stress? But men tend to internalize their feelings and uh, oftentimes do not realize that you know they're at a high stress level. But how, what stress does is that stress um, decreases your hormone levels. So stress decreases testosterone, and yeah. when the male hormone testosterone decreases, it decreases. Um, um, it also affect um, erection as well. So, you know, those simple things, you know, simple things that you can just evaluate if you're in your 30s or 40s, what am I doing? You know, alcohol, smoking, sleeping, stress level, what's my diet, am I exercising? You know, uh, it's, it's my weight over 30 BMI, uh, which is basal metabolic uh, BMI. You can just, you know, put that into Google and figure out what your BMI is because, you know, um, a BMI of over 30 uh, it, uh, tends to show that you're um, in the obese range. Uh, yeah, but, then again, but then again, it's yeah. not for everyone because I, I am a bodybuilder. My BMI is 35 because I have a large amount of muscle. So that's uh-huh. good and fat. So even though I'm 35, it's not really a good indicator to for me to determine if I'm overly overweight because I'm just muscular. Right, right. Well, of course, you know, your muscle weighs more than uh, fat. Is, but is. when when I'm talking about, you know, BMI, when you have more bulge, yes. you, know, <laughs> you know, then, then muscle, then, you know, you know exactly what I mean by that. But most of those, uh, like if you have a BMI of 35, but you're a bodybuilder, 
So you already have all the areas that I talk about. Chuck, chuck, chuck. You yeah. know that. You know what I mean? You know, like you're 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 decreasing stress. You're eating better. You're exercising. So that yeah, those are one of the you know, the six things that I always talk about is you know assess what you're doing with your lifestyle and uh, start with that first before you go on Google and try to get you know Viagra or Cialis because you have to find out why are you having uh, uh, problem. It's it's like it's like if you have chest pain, you have chest pain in your chest, uh, and you you can go online and try to find a medication that's gonna help with your chest pain. No, right? You're gonna call nine one one to get to get to get it evaluated if you have chest pain. Well, for a man having ED or feel that his performance is not up to optimal, do an introspection. You know, look at these. Um, uh, factors that I talk about and see what you can optimize. And it, amazingly, amazing, within a month, about a month to six weeks, you will see a change in just instituting the uh, steps that I mentioned. Because I see that in my men. I see that in the, the patients I treat. They, they just start doing this. We measure their uh, testosterone level. It increases. Their erection improves when they do this. And I haven't done anything. I haven't done any treatment on them at all. It's just, um, it's just when you when you out. optimize yeah when you optimize your body, uh, your body you know have increases blood flow and that you know is a natural progression of improving blood flow to all the organs you know in, including you know the organ below the belt. Um, so those are the first things that I recommend first before you start taking um, an ED medication. And what about like when we're talking about especially when research has improving in. in uh... Um, you know, like in supplements, we see nitric oxide supplement to be able to enlarge the, the veins so there's more blood flow. Or after a certain age, uh, Dr. Ann, we see that um, human growth hormone have the tendency to drop because the pituitary gland does not produce as much as when we were younger. So all those factors can also have an impact on sexual health which is not really necessarily something that is connected with the diet or anything of that sort. It could be also in hereditary, isn't it? Okay, so what's the question? What 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 well, is your question? So some people, like some men after forty, they have a decrease in human growth hormone because the pituitary gland does not produce as much, or they they have maybe they they need some supplement to be able to help. Not necessarily Viagra, not uh, yeah. not uh, Cialis, but like nitric oxide supplements that can actually help um, open up the the circulatory system. So is that something that you would also recommend in addition? Well, to I. I, what I recommend is uh, take two steps back. All right, take two steps back. So uh, what you're what you're talking about is hormone. Now, hormone that is being released in the pituitary gland, the human growth hormone. That that just you know the, it it stopped because uh, your body does not need the human growth hormone to grow anymore and to develop anymore. Uh, the human growth hormone, that, that's just a natural thing. So it's going to decline. So you don't want to play around with mother nature and trying to increase human growth hormone. All mm -hmm. right. I, I know that sometimes in certain circles that people inject human growth hormone, it's illegal. First of all, it's illegal. The yeah, doctor cannot prescribe it except for people with deficit human growth hormone. Okay. And if you're using it, you're using it on, you know, yeah, not, yeah. not in a legal format. So I don't advise that. And uh, at, at first, that's why I said take two steps back. Why are you why are you not performing as well? Nitric oxide, all it does is what testosterone does is that 
uh, nitrous oxide is released by the blood vessel, the or called the endothelium, the blood vessel cell. That with blood vessel cell, what it does is that it relaxes the blood vessel cell, so that way it can enlarge it to yes. get more blood flow. So imagine like a pipe. You have a pipe that is like the size of you know a large pipe. You get more more water flowing in, right? You get a pipe that's like maybe a, a, a pipe that's like five inch diameter has more more flow in it than a pipe that's one inch diameter. Do you agree with that? Yes. So if uh, so, what nitrous oxide does is that it it's only one of the components that that the endothelium or the cells of the blood vessel respond to. It's just, you know, not not it, nitrous oxide one out of many that it re, it it relaxes the cells that form your blood vessel. So then your blood vessel can relax, so you can get more blood flowing. So it opens up the diameter of the blood vessel, and therefore you get more blood flow. But mm -hmm. Uh, the endothelium also respond to testosterone. It also respond to peptide. It also respond to um, uh, your, your other amino acid in your body as well. There, there's several things that that can help with that. Uh, peptides like melatonin, uh, PT one forty one. So all those stuff all play a role in uh, relaxing the blood vessel, so that way it can open up more. So instead of just saying, well, uh, you know, to take a nitrous oxide supplement, take two steps back and say, evaluate what I discussed before, the six factors. What can you optimize? Because if you do that, your body will produce enough nitrous oxide for you to, to be able uh, to function. Okay. That's what I'm saying is that take two steps back, work on your body. What can you do to optimize your body and to be better shaped? So that way you don't need that nitrous oxide. Uh, so oftentimes we, 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 we like to kind of think, oh, let's take this. It, it worked. It's a gimmick. We, uh, we, we live in a fast result society when we need to be looking at ourselves. Because how do I know? Because I see 80-year-old men coming in to see me and uh, they have good testosterone. They have, you know, they, they don't have any problem with uh, ED. And, and I ask them, what, what are you doing? You know, they're, they're actually, you know, they're, they're, they're walking. That's what they're doing. They're walking three miles, you know, three miles, three times a week. They, they eat a healthy diet. They decrease their stress. They sleep well. They have good relationships. That's all. That's really all the secret. But they're able, to, you know, they don't have ED. They can function and, uh, and, and they have good testosterone because I look at their blood work. So the, the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, um, you know, I, I don't, you know, the human growth hormone don't go there because that's, that's, you know, that's not a legal route uh, at its point. And then number two, it's nitrous oxide. It's a, it's a, you know, nouveau, new thing to look at. And it, it is one of the components that uh, work on the blood vessels, but oftentimes optimize your body, optimize your diet, your exercise, that in itself will increase uh, your own nitrous oxide production. So, okay, so let's say someone comes to you, Dr. N, and they have met all the six factors that you um, that you suggested right now to all of our listeners. So let's say they have the healthy, they, they have the, a healthy diet, they exercise, they, they're not super highly stressed, they sleep enough, etc. So what else can cause erectile dysfunction besides mental health issues? Right. No, and ninety percent of ED is uh, physical. Uh, so, and mainly the physical part is what's going on to decrease uh, the blood flow. Uh, like I said, you know, sometimes uh, uh, testosterone level may be uh, low, 
because of prolonged stress or because of, you know, uh, there's many reasons why testosterone will be low um, as well. So low testosterone. And then um, uh, uh, the condition uh, that caused a decreased blood flow had gone on for so long that uh, even though a man has, you know, uh, did all the factors that I mentioned about, the, the, the blood flow restriction is not able to be reversed. So, um, so what, what I'm, that's, that's what I'm saying is that the, the blood flow, the blood vessel is not able to open up. It's not, it, it, you let it gone for so long or that somebody has such a high cholesterol that it causes, uh, it causes the hardening. blockage. Yeah, hardening of uh, this. Right, right. It, it caused the hardening. So that's when we, uh, that's when, you know, what we looked at, okay, what, what are the things that a doctor can do to uh, increasing blood flow? And one of the things that we do is you know, hormone, uh, testosterone hormone uh, uh, therapy. And then um, we use um, your own stem cell. You have the ability to heal yourself. You, in your blood, there are uh, a cells that are called platelets. They are made in your bone marrow and they are floating in your blood and they account for about uh, 12% of what, uh, what's in your blood. And those cells are the one that goes and heal you when you have an injury. Like for instance, if you cut your hand, and you it's blood bleeding out, right? Well, then, and then it clots. Well, the platelets are the one that cause the uh the that cause the clotting, but it because it caused the clotting, it it sends messages to your body and say, okay, I have an injury here, the cut here, uh, cell, come here and start repairing. So that's what the platelet does. So what I do is I get your blood and I I concentrate out those platelets or the repair cells and I inject it in. The, uh, the penis or the, the tissue, any tissue, like a knee or hip. And I tell the body, okay, this is an area that needs more, more repair, start repairing this. So we bring those cells to the area to start repairing, okay. right? So that's your own stem cell because your, your body doesn't know to go there. So I just concentrate a whole bunch and I put it in the area to start repairing. So that's what increases the blood flow. Uh, and then I talk about, you know, hormone replacement therapy with testosterone. The third part is uh, an innovation called uh, shockwave therapy, where I use sound wave technology, uh, the energy of sound wave, and deliver that energy to the, uh, the penis, uh, and even for a, a woman vagina. And what it does is that it um, decreases inflammation and helps the cells repair to increase more blood flow. And so using sound wave technology, using uh, your own stem cell from your blood, as well as hormone replacement therapy, all of that uh, opens up blood flow, increases hormone to and repair the blockage that is causing uh, the blood flow uh, restriction. All right. And, uh, and then once that's working, you know, the mind starts, you know, to kind of be, uh, become uh open up the possibility because a lot of men that I see, they become uh, depressed, they become anxious, they have performance anxiety because they worry whether they're gonna be able to perform or they can have to live with this or not. But once we've shown them that the, uh, with the treatment, they can restore their function, um, I see that you know their mind improved, their confidence improved um, along with that. And that's what creates that mind-body uh, connection. Um, 
but yeah, but those are the things that we focus on for treatment uh, in the office. But uh, and um, what what I, I always advocate is that start uh, start uh, when you're young, you know, uh, start uh, uh, when you're in your thirties. Start thinking about that you are in control uh, of this. It doesn't have to be declining. Look at these factors and um, and and work on them before they become bad. It's almost like you know brushing your teeth. You know, you, you, you know, you want to treat, you want to treat your, you want to treat your sex life like brushing your teeth. You brush your teeth so that way you don't get decay, yes. right? And you go to the dentist so that way, you know, you maintain your teeth until the day you die, right? Same thing, you know, what are you doing for your sexual health? Are you, are you brushing, you know, are you taking care of your sexual health? And, uh, and that, you know, we all know that we can keep our teeth until the day we die, right? Same thing. We can have sexual vitality until the day we die. We just have to know what to do mm-hmm. to uh, to prevent that. Does that make sense? Oh, you know, it makes perfect sense. I mean, I've I've been in uh, you know studying a lot, especially like when it comes to fitness and health with the National Academy of Sports Medicine. So I know that uh, exercising regularly, uh, sleeping enough, um, eating well, and not drinking alcohol. For me, it's not drinking a little bit. Or not moderation. I don't believe moderation when it comes to alcohol. So I just do not drink at all. The smoking part, I, I get that as well. Um, but if let's say we look at um, the you know especially for men after past forty, um, we do have a decline on testosterone production. So if some men have a greater decline because it was caused by their diet, or every man will decline the same way even if they have the same diet, same this, same that? Or is it in the body that some people will suffer from a greater decline in testosterone level? Right, that's a great question because everyone is individualized. Yes. Now, testosterone is a reflection of how you're feeling because the stress can decrease testosterone because testosterone is being controlled by the, the, gland, the, the pituitary gland, which is in your brain. And in your brain, you get feedback from everything that's in your brain, right? So stress can decrease testosterone, uh, diet can decrease testosterone, um, exercise can, can, can affect testosterone as well. Sleep can affect testosterone because your body heals when you're sleeping right. and your hormone level rebuild when you're sleeping. So if you're not sleeping enough or you're not in deep REM sleep or deep sleep, your testosterone uh, repair or, or testosterone uh, rebuilding will, will not be optimal. So all those factors affect your hormone production. Okay. All right. So with every person, right, that's variable. To, depending mm-hmm. on what you do, because you know how you deal with stress, how you exercise, what you eat, all that affects your hormone. So everybody is different. But if you're comparing apples and apples, right? A man that's like that eat the same thing, ex- mm-hmm. same exercises, and and sleep the same, and, and one is lower one than the other. Um, um, we know that we know that even a man in his seventies can have a, a uh, an optimal testosterone level without supplementation. I've seen it. I've seen men in 70 at the uh, top 20 percentile of hormone level from blood work. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because, you know, he exercised it because one of the main things that increases testosterone is muscle mass. Yes. So if you have high muscle mass, you actually will optimize your testosterone production. 
right? But how do you get high muscle mass? You, you have to eat well, you have to exercise, right? To develop that high muscle mass because the, the, the body feed on itself. Because the body's going to say, okay, I get this much muscle mass. I got to maintain it. I got to increase testosterone production to mm -hmm. uh, uh, to maintain that. So um, what we've known is that, you know, you can continue to do that with exercise. So the main thing is exercise, building up muscle mass. When you build up the muscle mass, you can maintain that sexual health. It's a very, very good question to ask. Though. Thank you so much. And so where can our listeners, mostly the male population, find you? Well, I not only work with men, I also work with women as well, oh. as well too. It's just harder for women to know uh, if they have, uh, you know, um, a, um, you know, a sexual disorder because we, we don't have a penis to tell us whether, you know, it's <laughs> working or not. But the best way for them to uh, connect with me is through Instagram uh, at, at Dr. N, D-R-A-N-N-E underscore official uh to instagram and uh, to our post and also at my uh my podcast at um my podcast uh sexual health for men okay. and it's on everywhere uh so, and the website is also sexual health for men podcast.com and you can go to that website and uh we are on every platform and mm -hmm. this is and my podcast this is where i discuss in more detail about sexual health for men Excellent. And also, we're going to put your information into the description of this podcast. So can people can actually read it and access your information or even listen to your episode that you have had with your podcast in the past. Uh, but on that note, uh, Dr. Ann, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy schedule to join us and sharing your extensive knowledge in the field of sexual health. Now, the many recommendations you share to our loyal listeners will help them better navigate through these difficult times if they have them. Now, we hope that you've all enjoyed today's episode, and I'm also very excited about the many upcoming industry experts that we have scheduled for season one of the Love and Dating Guru with Dr. Dan podcast, filled with very valuable tips and advice, just like the one that you listen today. My name is Dr. Dan Amzalag, and you may all stay safe, sane, and smart when finding that special someone. Stay tuned for our next episode.